the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, depetro.com, where you'll find all my links to Facebook and Twitter. And you can uh, check out some of the stories that we have at the, uh, the Facebook page, which is <clears throat> depetro.com. Depetro.com, by the way, sponsored by Just Angels. It's time for our segment, Politics, as we joining me. He is the managing editor of OceanStateCard.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, we are two days through the Jeff Britt criminal money laundering uh, political interference trial. Um, I've been in the courtroom, and I'd like to hear your take so far on uh, we are two days now into uh, the case with the case being put on by the uh, prosecution in the attorney general's office. Well, I guess the the summary from my perspective is the strange how strange it is to to see this go on where, you know, almost none of it feels like a revelation. It all feels like stuff we all kind of knew or at least we knew this kind of stuff went on Uh, and most people go about their lives. But to see it all laid out as it is, uh, is kind of a. It, it's it's kind of su- surprising in, in its way. I, I think you you tweeted out that uh, Plunderdome was was uh, interesting and fascinating in its way, but that this just feels slimy or something like that. Yeah, yeah, sleazy. That, that's, sleazy. That's that's really how it it does. I mean, you've got it's everybody looking for a state job. You know, everybody just disregarding the campaign finance rules. Um, money flowing back and forth. You've got all the usual players check point consulting um uh, the the ballot guru kotugno kotugno um it just they're all they're all in there even down to and i, I believe i have this right uh, sean Lawton's lawyer was uh john cicilline the yes. brother of congressman cicilline who john cicilline yeah. just only only very recently got his his light his legal license back after having been sent to jail for a, a corruption felony i mean the whole yeah. thing is just if, if you want a snapshot of what people mean when they call rhode island corrupt this is it it's not and it's not the flashy corruption you see i mean well uh, the, the mayor of providence used to be that uh but yeah, but the uh, this is this is Rhode Island gritty corruption, and what what's really striking about it to me is just how small and petty it all seems. But that's how we've built this up because, as I as I said, there's so many there's so many people's jobs wrapped up in who gets elected and who's the speaker and uh, all this money flowing around. You've got people on the state payroll that appear to be working as campaign operatives for the, the speaker for his own campaign in his district. Uh, just, it, right. goes, it just kind of goes on and on. But again, as I said, this is all stuff. I, I don't know that I've seen maybe a couple, but not very many details that I, we didn't already know um, just from reporting and being able to put two and two together over the past year. But that's, that's just been my response. Like this is, I think sleazy is a really great word for it. Well, you raise a good point, Justin. Not only that, th- these are our elections we're talking about, and there should be a higher standard, and there should be—I think there should be higher penalties. You know, we don't allow people to 
go into stores and steal things. I don't know why, when you think about it, you know, they're misdemeanor as far as some of the ballots and some of the stuff. They all just try to brush it off as though it's all misdemeanors, very short statute of limitations. The, this is our government. These are our lives. These are our, you know, they, they're interfering and stealing elections, which is what's going on. Now, someone like a Brit, you know, who's who's touted as a big political operative, look at the way he operates. You know, everything's in cash. There's no receipts. There's no documents for things. No one, you know, doesn't blink about that. The fact that a guy like that would even be hired by Mattiello, and then that Ed Catunio, quote, the, the ballot guru, when you have some of our, our leaders that, that you know, know that he's listen. I I don't the this guy. He is what he is. But it, it it's it's he obviously finds ways to manipulate the system, and it, it's not above board. But instead of like putting a halt to it, what do they do? They like the trick is you got to just get him on the payroll, and and it, this guy Mattiello is speaking of Mattiello. This election season is paying this quote ballot guru Ed Catunio. Who worked for CNC, worked for Dupree, he's paying him sixty thousand dollars for this election. That that's a lot of money. And and Britt was always paying him in cash. It's um what what you have haven't heard from this, Justin Katz, is I'm just waiting. Where is I mean, where is the like the public outcry of common cause of Republicans and other good government groups saying we need to immediately enact measures to stop to make sure something like this doesn't happen again well i i think a lot of the good government groups and and the republicans probably are looking at this thinking yeah we know it's almost like it's almost like there's no revelation here and we keep pushing for it um and a lot of it is just that you know it's just so commonplace and it seems like small such small potatoes but as you say it's this is this is how our government is formed this is this is our elections um I mean, when you get down to hiring private investigators to spy on your political opponent and watch their house, as um, Victor Pichette said he was paid to do with, against Steve Frias, uh, that's, yes. that's starting to get to another level. But I do think, you know, one of the big lessons for me, the reason they get away with this and the reason this, it, it, we've, got, it's, we've got this weird circumstance with this, it's just this, this pettiness, this small race, and yet it's a big deal with this, this cash cash economy corruption um, is because we're so politically one-sided in Rhode Island. I mean, it's important to remember, I think, that this you go back to the state Republicans filing a complaint. And as uh, Katrina yes. said, that's when the S hit the fan because everybody was right. in a panic. Like, oh, no, this is illegal. We got caught. Um, I assume that was their thought. I don't have any evidence of that. But um, the... Uh, but that's what if we had a, a viable two party system, you'd have competing uh, competing parties. And that would that gets to, I think, some of the silence you hear from a good government group like Common Cause or others that are frequently advocating for legislation. If you go against the speaker of the House, <clears throat> that's a big step to take uh, when you want legislation going up there. If you had a viable two party system then you could jump in and say, yes, we are against the speaker here because at the end of the day, the other party might come back in power and help you out. Or, or at least you'd be able to play both sides because both sides are this, in a sense have a, a chance to be corrupt and be against corruption. But I think that's what it comes down to really is just this, this one-sided 
uh, politics we have in Rhode Island. And it, it creates this environment in which, you know, it, it's all fun and games to them because they, it's so easy to win. And it's so you, you throw, you have so much, such imbalance of money and power that, you know, all right, let's, uh, let's have coffee and I'll slip you a thousand dollars. It'll be fun. I mean, it's, it's almost, it's almost, it's almost like a bad, bad, you know, made for TV uh, miniseries or something. And, but that's what it is. It ought to be a comedy. Folks, we're speaking with um, Justin Katz. Our segment is politics this week. The, the amount of cash that was flying around, uh, and, and it doesn't have to be a lot, but it was decent amounts of money. Um, certainly that if you stole that, it would be it would be a felony, it'd be a larceny. So decent amounts. There's not supposed to be any cash floating around with campaigns. The fact that someone like Britt, who had worked for Frank Caprio on his gubernatorial campaign for in 2010, who then worked for uh, Ken Block in 2014, who was then with Mattiello, this guy, it's not even about here's a policy idea I have, here's a slogan I have, here's the way we're going to frame the campaign. It's it's all this, you hire someone who's doing basically like dirty tricks. Um, it's like the Watergate plumbers. It's there, you know, having someone, as we said, you know, notice it's, he's working for Mattiello, so it's not really Mattiello having someone spy and do surveillance on Steve Frias. It's, you get a, a, a third party, a kind of a, a, you know, a, a, a contractor, uh, a private contractor in order in the form of Brit. And then how is he getting paid? And and then, you, you know, you were also exactly right. If Brandon Bell, the Republican Party, had not filed charges, there's, there's obviously laws being broken. But I, I don't know if anyone would have would have looked into this. But I, I just step back and the people that are involved. I, I don't think the people that I've seen in court so far, it doesn't match what what we would expect would be involved with something um, with, like a political race that should it should be a little more above board and it should be done in an honest ethical way. I I'm telling you they they just try to game the system as much as they can. Uh, the fact that that Catunio who he learned from Buddy Cianci worked on Ed Dupree's campaign. He was quiet for a long time and then all of a sudden he's back in business. He's working for Mattiello right now. That um that should have people alarmed. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. Come right back. It's politics this week with Justin Katz right here on the John DePietro Show. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401 272 3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340.
Our segment is politics this week. With me is the managing editor of OceanStateCurrent.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, I'll go farther, folks. We're just talking about the uh, the Jeff Britt trial. He's the one that works for Matty Yellow. He's on trial, criminal trial, money laundering. Uh, you know what else was kind of interesting was as people were getting alarmed of what's going on and, you know, they're saying Kathy Gregg called, don't call her back, don't get involved. Uh, Britt was just assuring everyone, ah, it's not a big deal. No, we're going to get away with it. It's that they raise alarms. Don't worry about it. I have a lawyer. Well, you know, in the past, I, I wouldn't blame him feel that way because by and large, they do get away with this stuff. But this was one time with a new attorney general. I don't think this would be going under Peter Kilmartin, but I, I do, regardless of the outcome, I, at least Peter Narona is, you know, the state brought charges against him. And we're going to hear from the Board of Elections and basically everyone disregards them. Something has to be done with people that are involved in the system that basically feel like they, they don't, they can bend the rules, break the rules, and they just don't answer to anyone. Yeah, yeah I, I agree completely. I think the only, at the end of the day, I think the only thing that can be done is to, to, for voters to eventually just say, you know what, we're going to start spreading the power around and we'll get a better, better result because then you don't get things like this. I mean, like for, for example, Kutugno, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time with this his name this episode but he, yeah. he don't forget know. yeah his his son i think still works for the uh in the legislature he does. hired in i think 2018 yeah. um so it, that's that's just this network you start peeling it apart and everybody gets implicated in one way or another it's just ridiculous and i think to, to go back to um the idea of uh Mattiello hiring Jeff Britt as a as a surrogate as a contractor, so Mattiello has clean hands. I thought that was a, a very interesting quote I saw from Patty Doyle, who's Mattiello's spokeswoman. Incidentally, also the uh, spokeswoman for the Twin River uh, Company. Uh, yes. It's funny how how small that circle is. But she she right. said that this is the quote: "It's simply how Jeff Britt operates." Yeah, and you hired him. There you go. That's there's right. the blood on your hands. It may not be actionable. It was may have been completely legal, but that's the the origin of the corruption. Is I don't need to know, Jeff. You go do your thing, and this is this was his thing. And uh, you know, it's almost it's almost hard to to fault Brit for saying, "Hey, this is what I was paid to do." Um, I, but I do I I do also want to know the the judge, I, as I saw, commented uh, the that there's no precedent for this sort of a charge being brought in a case like this. Uh, and that reminded me of a lot of the talk over the summer was that it might have been overcharged here with something that just the statute isn't going to cover, uh, which, which might again, indicate people were, people were hoping he would just take the deal, walk away, not risk 20 years in prison or whatever it is. Uh, and then all this could stay quiet. So even up till then, it, it almost took the the brashness and the the audacity of the same Jeff Britt who was doing this stuff, allegedly, I guess. Um, <laughs> that brashness and audacity is what led him to say, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to fight this and it's all going to come out and you'll see. Uh, but it does make you wonder how many how many examples of exactly this situation there are right now and have been for the last however 20, 30, 50, 70 years that we just don't know about because nobody ever picks that thread. And if somebody does at some point along the way, uh, somebody puts a lid on it, the courts, the attorney general, uh, just somebody along or, the, or even the person who's accused says, I'm not going to go down this road. I'll take the small hit. Uh, it, it does make you wonder how much of this could really easily be found if we were looking. Well, and it's also it's funny you say that, Justin, because even last Wednesday when I was at Governor Mundo's press briefing, I asked her 
Speaker Mattiel sent out a mailer in Cranston that has you on it and saying, like, you've worked with him. And she said, yep, no, I gave permission for that. I, I endorse Democrats. Well, Democrats, who was just the subject of a grand jury investigation at the convention center, whose campaign is in, you know, part of a criminal trial right now, that blanket thing of I just endorse Democrats. But that that I think answers the problems. For instance, look at Michael Coutinho, son of Ed Coutinho. And even then they get cute. Oh, uh, he works at JCLS. Well, you know, that's like a standard answer, except we know, as did the prosecutors, that Mattiello controls JCLS. They, they think they're so cute. I also saw it with um, Brad Default, who's Checkmate Consulting, who basically is like in-house for the unions. He does all the type of mailers and even set up a Democrat shop. We got the union bug. He wouldn't wouldn't readily offer anything up. It wasn't until they would show him a text or an email does that refresh your memory? Yes. Oh, then now do you see, did you contact Jeff Britt, Matt Jersey? Yes. Before then it would just be, uh, it was the Mattiello campaign. You know, they're, they're just, they're so brazen how here you have the attorney general, it's a criminal trial. And these guys still kind of fall in line with, I won't do anything to hurt the Democrat party since Mattiello is the speaker and, and he's still a Democrat. Well, it's the, the thing to remember though, is not just, Mattiello here. I mean, once you get into Checkmate Consulting, you know, you've got Brad Default. He's one of the principals. And the other principal of the company is Ray Sullivan, uh, big yes. in with the NEA, Rhode Island. Yep. Uh, Brad's father, Guy, longtime Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. So, again, they're, they're all there. you got John Cicilline representing uh, yes. Lawton. Uh, it just goes it just goes on and on. So once you once any of them step off that platform of well you know i endorse democrats we're a democrat shop that's all they've got that's their protection and their armor and i think if it if it unravels it takes all of them and i think they're probably just that's why they're they're just being very very careful they don't want they don't want it to go any farther than just this narrow case right here yeah no i think you're right and then we'll see where things come out because it seems pretty standard if you were looking to you know do a money laundering case um I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. There's, you know, uh, Vic Bichette today said, yeah, Britt gave me a thousand. I deposited. I gave the check. They have the check. They have the deposit for a thousand. I mean, it's all right there. Now, let's see if I don't know what they're going to do over the next couple of days. Now, there is a lot of attention that uh, Mattiello, Speaker Mattiello is supposed to be on the stand on Thursday. I, I don't see how they can put him up there, but I don't know how they're going to browbeat him by just he'll just say I wasn't involved with that. And so far. There's no one that can put him there and said, oh, yeah, he he okayed it. Or I, you know, it's not like um, Default said, I, I wanted to make sure the speaker signed off on it or anything. There was nothing like that. Leo Skenyon, I would imagine there's some text messages there. Uh, and again, he's not the one on trial and the, I, the statute of limitations has run out. So maybe Britt is going to try to get even and expose them, Justin Katz. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the rat stands alone with the cheese. I mean, that's, I, I don't see anyone else that's getting dragged in on this whole thing. Yeah. I, I suspect just about anybody, everybody involved except Jeff Britt is, is willing to let it be just a, just that narrow conclusion. And it's at this point, I, I think they're probably all just hoping the judge will make kind of just make a decision on the law. Is this, is this uh, laundering or not? And then it'll be over and everybody will be, be happy to walk away from it. Unless, as you say, somebody, slips and says something and you know 
or they or they happen to find an email or or something like that. Um, although by this point you would think they would have found it. Um, but yeah, that that'll be that'll be the exciting twist we can watch for is if if the prosecutors bring up anything like that. Uh, that that really is kind of a revelation. Other than that, yeah, it's just the just to keep the answers short, narrow, and and try to get it over with as soon as possible. But I, I think it's well, bad timing for the the speaker in any event. Oh, I agree, uh, folks. Quick break coming coming up. We're going to talk about some of the local elections that we wish there were elections. Maybe there are elections. We'll find out what Justin Katz thinks right here. Politics this week on the John DePietro Show. Next weekend is Columbus Day weekend in Rhode Island. And Ron's Pastry Gourmet, now listen, they're going to be closed Saturday, October 10th until Tuesday, October 13th for the Columbus Day weekend feast on Federal Hill. So stop by and see Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're going to be located right in front of the Bank of America on Atwell's Avenue, right on Federal Hill. Folks, stop by and see Ron and Melissa. They'll have the most delicious cannolis, incredible calzones, everything right there. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're delicious pastry. Now, you know them. Look for them on Facebook. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, known for all their Trump pastry, Trump chocolate donuts, Trump cupcakes. But stop by and see them this weekend right there. They will be closed Tuesday um, until Tuesday, October 13th. They're going to be closed next Saturday, but they are going to be up on the hill. So if you're going up to the hill, it's going to be scaled down a little bit. No parade, but look for Ron's Pastry Gourmet, Ron and Melissa. All their delicious, incredible, the most delicious cannolis, big chocolate-covered donuts right there in front of the Bank of America on Atwell's Avenue. Happy Columbus Day. Stop by and see Ron and Melissa at Ron's Pastry Gourmet up on Federal Hill all weekend long for the Columbus Day Festival. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor of OceanStateCard.com. Justin, Election Day is fast approaching, not just for the president and a lot of the local races, but let's start off like your assessment. Senator Reid uh, does have an opponent. He's a Republican. I haven't heard about any debate, uh, any buzz, any thoughts on right now the race of uh, Alan Waters, the Republican against Senator Jack Reed. Well, um, I was I was skimming through you know summaries of of election expectations, and one of them I, I believe it was Ted Nieser from Channel Twelve, you know, right in there. Jack Reed's popular, has a lot of money, and and Alan Waters was dis- disavowed by the GOP the other. A, a few weeks ago. So, I mean, it's, uh, he, Alan Waters is a compelling candidate, I think could build a good, strong campaign. At this point, I'm not seeing much evidence. I mean, if we watch, if you watch these congressional races in the past, I don't know, 10 to 20 years of cycles, what it, what really, you know, the, the Republican will get that 30 something. And so it's really just a, it's really just a question of how strong of a 30 something percent vote they get versus how weak of one. And so we'll, we'll see. I mean, it, Alan Waters, I think does have a, com, a, a good story to tell and a, a good persona about him. And he's, he's very, very, you know, knowledgeable on, on some of the issues that he could try to sell to the public. Um, but I read is, is very well uh, entrenched, I think in that scene, it's going to be hard to, to break much more than the, the usual Republican get. Yeah, I haven't heard uh, of it. Have you heard of any debate between the two men that's arranged as of yet? No, no, we're in a, obviously we're in a weird 
situation with debates these days. But um, yeah, I haven't I haven't heard much of any debates at all, which is yeah. Normally they throw one one debate. You go back even Sheldon Whitehouse. He did give Barry Hinckley a debate. I don't remember the last time Senator Reid had an opponent. I don't remember that, but we'll wait and see. Um, Congressman Lich, uh, Congressman Cicilline, he's running up against two independents. Uh, any thoughts on the reelection of Congressman David Cicilline? Yeah, I, I think it's it's probably a pretty sure bet. In fact, that Ted Nisi piece I was talking about, uh, I, I don't even know if it reviewed the Cicilline race. It, he's you know two independent candidates. Uh, I, I had to go to Board of Elections website to to confirm their names. Uh, and no, I don't think the public's going to know much who they are, what to vote for. And they don't even have the guidance of an R next to one of their names for Republicans who just vote for Republicans. And on the, on the debates, I think that's a, as I'm sure incumbents around the country were thrilled to, dis- to, when, to discover as COVID looked like it might drag on into election season. I, th- I think that is having a, an effect on debates. I mean, in most election years like this, um, you do have not just one or two TV stations, but all of them, the radio stations, the newspapers, everybody's trying to have debates because it's good, easy content. You just put a few people in a room, ask them some questions, and there you go. You can sell that. Uh, but they that's not so easy now. You've got to coordinate technology that a lot of them don't quite know how to coordinate in this way. You've got to line everybody up to get it there and then try to figure out how to get the audience and make it a, a quality product. And I, I think that's really, that's really hurting. Um, hurting challengers and i think in cicilini's case especially as i said because they're they're both independents they might be they might be fantastic and they might you know the the people of rhode island might see them and say this is this is my guy but they there's just no there's no real method to get uh to get your name out there and especially in a, a news market where the news media tends to be very uh very hesitant to to give too much free earned publicity to challengers, uh, particularly against somebody as, as kind of built into the system and promising for future advancement as David Cicilline. At the very least, the television stations you think would maybe put pressure on them. For instance, Congressman Cicilline pretty much year round would stop by Channel 12 every Monday and they'd give him some free airtime in the morning with Daniel North. Normally, you'd say, hey, you know, you owe us. Why can't you just do a newsmakers with your two challengers? But again, I haven't heard of anything uh, like that in the past. Congressman Patrick Kennedy used to utilize the Glenn Medeiros cable program. Uh, but in Medeiros was, I mean, it was talked about two against one. Uh, Glenn, Chris Wallace has nothing on Glenn Medeiros. But then again, the, that show I don't think is any longer. And I haven't heard anything about that. And then you also have the congressional race, Jim Langevin against Republican Bob Lancier. Any thoughts on that race? Well, again, it's a very similar analysis. I mean, the Republicans in these seats, they get that, they've got that range uh, of a, of a okay showing. And sometimes if they work real hard, they can make it a little bit better than okay. Uh, and I think Lance is a, a talented politician who's got, for a Republican who's got some good inroads into minority communities, uh, he could be in, in a different reality than Rhode Island, a, a pretty strong contender, but I, I'm not so sure. Uh, it's just, you know, the, the, the news is all elsewhere. I think that's part of it too. You've got not only COVID, you've got the president is, is sucking all the oxygen out of every newsroom in some respects. At the same time, you've got this Jeff Britt trial for the Speaker of the House. Um, so I, I think it's, it's just very hard for any challenger right now to break through. And I, I wouldn't expect them to, to the numbers to, to really sh- be surprising in that light. 
with uh, Lancia, I actually get more press releases from Ken Hopkins, who's running for mayor of Cranston. Lan- Lancia, maybe once a week. I haven't seen any stories. He certainly hasn't hit an issue. I thought his opponent, uh, Langevin's opponent in the primary, Dylan Conley, certainly raised some money about Langevin's brother getting a job, uh, some kind of a job that he was connected with. But I haven't heard Lancia bring that up, and I don't think he's locked in on an issue. Um, the last thing that I saw that Bob Lancia seemed to be trying to get attention with was like the 911 fees, which that was his thing, but that certainly didn't uh, impact Congressman Langevin. But I, I just wonder if um, people understand if you want you want to take take out a congressional candidate, you need like daily press releases. You've got to have press conferences. You could need to find an issue to get the media's interest because you're right. The Trump in the hospital is uh, sucking up a lot of the oxygen that could be available that and then the Brit trial and then the ongoing pandemic. Um, there's there's a lot of things in motion, a lot of you know balls in the air, so to speak, like juggling. And so you really need to try to make an effort to try to get attention. But so far, 28 days to go, I don't I don't see him really breaking through. And even the day of the Trump rally, he was supposed to be there. And then I think he went to Block Island. I I think you have 700 supporters that have shown up at the state house lawn for the Trump rally. I would have recommended being there and getting some volunteers and having your signs and doing your thing. But again, I don't know the strategy of the campaign. Justin Katz, finally, and again, folks, our segment is politics this week. Finally, uh, what, what is your latest take since the governor's now dropped down to once a week with the weekly uh, press briefings, Governor Mundo? Um, it sounds like there's not going to be that extra stimulus package they were waiting for and counting on. Uh, she's kind of fallen back a little bit, not in the high... The headlines every day, which I don't think they mind because she was so far, you know, on a daily situation. But I don't see them changing anything. I think they feel comfortable that they're learning how to live with the virus, so to speak. I'm not saying it's good for businesses, uh, but I don't. I don't get the sense they're going to change anything that from what they're doing right now. Yeah, well, I, I think what they're getting comfortable with, unfortunately, is this idea that nobody's going to challenge them, that this is everybody else is good with this kind of lifestyle. I think that's the, that's what they're sure. getting comfortable with. And it, in some ways, it's it it's just gets me incensed. Um, the one that really hit me the other day, I got the, the nightly email from the governor. I think it's nightly, but it, it feels like it's nightly uh, saying I announced today that there will be Halloween. You know, what? I mean, my, as a right. as a child of the '80s and all the rebellion movies that were coming out back then, it, it, who are you? You know what? You're going to allow Halloween? <laughs> and then I, you know, the, I read a quote from her that you know, for the kids, for the little kids, it's fine. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do some restrictions, which you know, leave individually wrapped goodie bags on your doorstep and watch from the window. I mean, all right, uh, maybe that's okay, right, but come on. But the, to the college kids, she literally said about parties don't do it don't even try it i we will bust your party we will find yeah. everybody 500 bucks what yeah how is how is that not headlines and outrage about the tyranny of the governor i mean even if it's even if it's good advice hey don't have a party kids you know where does this power come from the bust parties the governor coming into your college party and busting you and charging everybody their 500 dollars. i think a large part is probably because these college kids don't have don't have the, the resources or, or willpower to take this to the Supreme Court and fight her on it. And then you've got other things like um, uh, 
not just her, but you've got some of these, you know, good government groups, supposedly like Common Cause, asking her to issue an executive order to allow mail ballots to come back up to three days after the election, oh. which, you know, even if you agree that that's an okay policy, I mean, I guess they, there's a law that allows that for military ballots, but so even if you say, all right, that's just good policy, the governor doesn't have, shouldn't have that authority. And yet here are good government groups like Common Cause saying, oh yeah, just, just wave your pen and we can do whatever we want. And I think that's what they're getting comfortable. And that's, that's what really, really worries me, especially as we start talking about you know, special elections to approve debt for a bridge, for a bridge loan to, uh, to cover their bad management and reliance on the federal bailouts, all this stuff. I really, really wish there were more pushback, you know, sort of like uh, the Republican Party complaining about, about the uh, campaign finance report. There needs to be more of that kind of, not just technical, hey, we found you violated the law here and we, get, we can stick you, but real anger and pushing back at, at a whole system, not just the governor, this whole corrupt system is now out of control with this COVID thing as an excuse. Justin, before I let you go, do you want to put in a plug for uh, anything that maybe uh, was worth a read on the website or any video or anything else that's on the horizon that you think the listeners might be interested and want to uh, put in a quick plug? Yeah, well, one thing I, I do want to ask uh, your your listeners to, to consider watching is um, I've been doing a weekly show on Facebook Live, and it's still available on Facebook and on YouTube as well, and on OceanStateCurrent.com called Last Impressions. I try to start one out with something trying to be a little bit funny, trying to be make some light of what's going on, because it is kind of madness. Uh, and also, uh, I, I'm using a second segment into this to give a call out to what conservatives are doing around uh, around the state during the week because they don't as we as, we, as we've discussed they don't get a lot of play uh, and then some additional thoughts I, I'd, I'd love for people to check that out and give me feedback on that and how it's going uh, one one lesson I'm learning I'm I don't know quite when I, when to go live with it with my schedule and with it's hard to do things live but I'm gonna and going forward I'm gonna try to avoid when you're on because I think that probably <laughs> eats up some of my audience there so if I do yeah, that listeners will will uh Absolutely. I'd love to check it out. All right. Lasting impressions uh, with Justin. Justin, great job. Stay safe. We'll talk to you again. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of our program brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop by and see them. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, what a selection they have. And it looks just so great. All the straw and corn stalks and sugar pumpkins and carving pumpkins, gourds, large and small, fall arrangements and crafts. Stop in and see them. Rhode Island's number one garden center. Take a ride worth the trip right off of Route 4. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook at uh, PR Materials. And also, it's prmaterials.shop. Again, folks, they've had a tremendous season in their uh, fall selection of uh, mums and kale. They are ready to go. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, last night, as many of you know, was the uh, Democrat, excuse me, was the vice presidential debate between Vice President Mike Pence and Democrat candidate Kamala Harris, and almost as if on cue, the media, I'm seeing a lot of this, of this saying that she won the debate. Now, I, I don't think so. I thought that Mike Pence, boy, I thought Mike Pence did fantastic last night. 
And I just also wonder, how does this play in the middle of the country when Kamala Harris, who, you know, smug and arrogant and really at times, you know, so many just memorized lines. Keep in mind, she has been completely out of sight. You haven't seen the VP nominee in any way. And the smiling and laughing and giggling and really condescending towards the vice president. This is um, some of uh, Kamala Harris last night. It's supposed to be a debate based on fact and truth. And the truth and the fact is Joe Biden has been very clear. He will not raise taxes on anybody who makes less than $400,000 a year. repeal the Trump tax cuts. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. (laughs) I'm speaking. The important is you said the truth. Joe Biden said twice in the debate last week that he's going to repeal the Trump tax cuts. That was tax cuts that gave the average working family $2,000 in a tax break every single year. That is, Senator, that is absolutely not true. That is, he only bill, cutting, is he only going to repeal part of the Trump tax cuts? If you don't mind letting me finish, we can Please. then have a conversation, okay? Please. Okay. Now, the media loves the fact the way that basically... What is the point also, what is the point of having a moderator asking questions if they don't answer the questions? And I'll say for both, I'll say it wasn't just her, but is it asking too much? This is the second one in a row. Chris Chris Wallace was terrible. This woman from USA Today, I'm, I'm really not that familiar with her work, but what what is the point of, I mean, anyone could do that. Right. Anyone could just ask a question. It's supposed to be your moderating and, you know, halfway through saying, uh, Senator Harris, uh, you know, excuse me, but yes or no. And then ask the question, are you planning on stacking the court? And even when it finally got into the area that I, I still think is effective and it's about the protesters. The moderator allowed senator harris to suddenly start getting back into this whole foolishness about white supremacy and the president and the debate didn't denounce them and that that is i don't even know where it comes from i i don't even know where that goes we all watched all summer with the protesters destroying our major cities and all the violence and the terror that it brings and and they're never held accountable for it and the senator doesn't and then what does the media latch on to? They, they, it, they don't latch on to the fact that, that they are on board with the Green New Deal, that they won't answer questions. They don't even ask the fact that she has been nowhere. I mean, she has not, Kamala, Senator Harris has not really been seen or held anything in the, think about the, in the last 50 days. And it's not even brought up. What do they jump on that at some point during the debate, suddenly a fly landed on Mike Pence's vice president, Mike Pence's head, but that whole, they were just so proud of, I, I like the fact that he, he did the best he was trying. Let's hear a little bit more of um, the debate from, from last night. And this is another one of those cases where there's such a dramatic contrast. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris support taxpayer funding of abortion all the way up to the moment of birth late-term abortion. They want to increase funding to Planned Parenthood of America. Now, for our part, I I would never presume how Judge Amy Coney Barrett would rule on the Supreme Court of the United States, but um, we'll continue to stand strong for the right to life. When you speak about the Supreme Court, though, I think the American people really deserve an answer, Senator Harris. 
Are you and Joe Biden going to pack the court if Judge Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed? I mean, there have been 29 vacancies on the Supreme Court during presidential election years from George Washington to Barack Obama. Presidents have nominated in all 29 cases. But your party is actually openly advocating adding seats to the Supreme Court, which has had nine seats for 150 years if you don't get your way. This is a classic case of if you can't win by the rules, you're going to change the rules. Now, yep. you've refused to answer the question. Joe Biden has refused to answer the question. That's right. So I think the American people would really like to know. Yes. If Judge Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed to the Supreme Court of the United States, are you and Joe Biden, if somehow you win this election, going to pack the Supreme Court to get your way? Good question. I'm so glad we went through a little history lesson. Let's do that a little more. How? In 1864. Oh, my God. God, is she arrogant, folks. In 1864, one of the, I think, political heroes, certainly of the president. Here comes a set line. Also, Mr. Vice President. This is Abraham Lincoln. Memorized. Abraham Lincoln was up for re-election. And it was 27 days before the election. And a seat became open on the United States Supreme Court. Abraham Lincoln's party was in charge, not only of the White House, but the Senate. But Honest Abe said, it's not the right thing to do. The American people deserve to make the decision about who will be the next president of the United States. And then that person can select who will serve for a lifetime on the highest court of our land. And so Joe and I are very clear. The American people are voting right now. And it should be their decision about who will serve on this most important body for a lifetime. Thank you, and, and Senator Harris. Doesn't answer the right question. Now, they'd like to know if you and Joe Biden are going to pack the Supreme Court. Yes. If you don't get your way in this nomination. Right. Answer. Let's talk about packing. You once Come again on. gave a non-answer. Joe Biden gave a non-answer. <laughs> trying to answer you the now. American people deserve a straight answer. <laughs> And if you haven't figured it out yet, the straight answer is they are going to pack the Supreme Court. That's right. If they somehow win this election. Yep. Men and women, I, I, I got to tell you, people across this country, if you cherish our Supreme Court, if you cherish the separation of powers, you need to reject the Biden-Harris ticket. Come November the 3rd, reelect President Donald Trump. And we'll stand by that separation of powers in a nine. Now, that was a, a very good um answer i thought by by vice president mike pence but wh where is where is the moderate again um folks it's the john DePetro show weekdays we start at 11 we go till 2 it's am 1380 99.9 .9 fm instead of focusing on the fly that landed on the head of uh, vice president mike pence wh what about the fact that she would not answer the question i mean that is a direct if you're the moderator i don't understand how you sit there and you don't say you know senator excuse me and then have them yes or no and ask the question and put her what is the point of having it kamala harris to me last night basically went in and it's it's just memorized talking points from the biden campaign that's what she was doing now this time of year this is perfect weather if you're thinking of having any paving done residential commercial seal coating patios folks remember j perry paving always provide high quality fair pricing exceptional service over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios general masonry projects committed to staying on schedule all projects exceeding 
clients' expectations. J. Perry Paving, they offer free estimates for any project. View their work online. Again, their website is letter J, J perrypaving.com jperrypaving.com you can find them on facebook you can call them call them today 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 for j perry paving also find out about a residential asphalt driveway license insured you know the benefits of a asphalt driveway whether it's brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed j perry paving has your back check out the benefits investing in an asphalt paving affordable smooth and safe to drive on aesthetically appealing remember asphalt can be recycled reused call for a free quote and remember no how no matter how big or small the job they are just exceptional uh always produce exceptional driveway improve your driveway people are spending more time in realizing let's improve my home specializing j perry paving laying brand new asphalt pavement removal repair and resurfacing they'll travel to your location evaluate the work needed and give you a free estimate j perry paving 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 for j perry paving so there was just the one demo, um, vice presidential debate between Vice President Mike Pence, who, by the way, I thought Mike Pence did very, very well. I think he helped himself well. Uh, he was obviously very prepared. In, in some ways, I hope President Obama, President Trump was watching last night and maybe realized that, hey, maybe there's a way that you can uh, can do that, that you can come off in a debate and make your point without completely... Um, being the way, although I do believe, I think that the president was was um, not feeling well at the first debate, and we're hoping there is going to be a second debate. But boy, the media loves this part of uh, of I last night. The American people, president wanted people to remain calm. Well, let's go. So no, but Susan, I, this is important, Susan, I, I, and I, I want to add, but if Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. I have. I'm speaking. In. Yeah, you so can have 15 I, I more wanna, seconds, and then we'll give the vice president thank you. a chance. To so thank I you, ask Susan. How calm were you when you were panicked about where you're going to get your next roll of toilet? I'm speaking. I'm speaking. I mean, condescending, arrogant, the smiling, the condescending look, the nodding of the head. See, I don't think that played well in in uh, the Midwest. I, I wonder how it played in certain parts of the country. Just that type of condescending egomaniac that Senator Harris is. I also... Wonder, you know, the media, they were so quick to say she was fantastic. She clearly won and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't I don't believe that. I don't think you believe that. I think, no, again, she is a senator. She certainly has experience. She was, um, you know, a prosecutor. She is well equipped to handle and memorize lines. That doesn't mean that this is someone that we're going to send in there and is going to be, you know, effective uh, obviously you would hope that she could do that, memorize certain lines. What I can't get over though, is as you just heard, not even answering the question, I don't know who selected this moderator. One of the problems is obviously the presidential to be commission that is setting this. Cause I would say right now they're all for two and all this interrupting at least center them on the conversation. Many times she would, again, the moderator would jump in and then say, well, that's a good segue into our next thing. I mean, let the conversation flow. But at the very least, 
as the moderator, hold their feet to the fire. And they can go both sides, although I didn't see Vice President Pence dodging anything. But at the very least, I mean, if you're going to be there and be the moderator, at least hold their feet to the fire and make them answer the question, because there were many questions they wouldn't answer. I still can't get past the fact that this ticket won't answer any questions about the protesters. They're not held accountable in any way for the destruction and rioting we saw over the past few months and instead continue to want to convince you and me and us that somehow this whole problem all summer, whether it was Wisconsin or Minneapolis or what you've seen go on in Providence, and then they're going up to Federal Hill in front of the governor's house and the rioting downtown, and they've destroyed Washington, D.C. and the monuments in Atlanta, and the real problem that they're trying to convince you is somehow white privilege or white supremacy. It, it is just so beyond the pale. Hey, I want to remind you, if you're ever in an accident, did someone hit your car? If your car's ever damaged, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. It's Kenny and Patricia. They will repair your vehicle. Did someone hit your car? Maybe someone you work with or a family member. Let's get it repaired. West Fountain Auto Body. They will repair it. Showroom-like condition. Pick up the phone and call them today. 401-272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. Someone damaged my vehicle, and that's where I brought it. They did a fantastic job on the side door, on the also on the uh, side mirror. West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you and take care of it. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. Vice President, I'm speaking. I have I'm speaking. Yep, you know, what does that mean, I'm speaking? I'm speaking other than a very condescending way to remain in command. She doesn't care that anyone else is speaking. But, you know, another part of the debate that I thought Vice President Pence maybe could have explored a little bit more is life after COVID. All right. So they want to beat up Vice President Pence and the president on their response to the coronavirus. But at some point, and I thought Vice President Pence was going down that road a little bit, the virus will come to an end at some point and we will have vaccines and then you have to govern. And these people are clearly not uh, equipped or have the right plan to govern. I also think that the vice president, I think last night truly should go into what they talk about green new deal and what it's going to cost. And I don't think they even go into enough about what real dollars would be to put some of this stuff forward. It's also ludicrous to think there aren't going to be tax increases, um, with this, uh, with this, you know, with Biden in office. I mean, come on. There's no other way to pay for it. Of course, there's going to be tax increases. Hey, folks, remember, if you uh, want to contact me, go to the website, depetro.com, depetro.com, sponsored by Operation Made, encouraging entrepreneurship, one veteran at a time, log on at Operation Made. If you ever miss any part of the program as well, remember, we have everything lined up right there. It's on the website, depetro.com, under radio show. And you can click if you ever miss Tim Dodd or any of the segments we have. And remember, DePetro.com is brought to you by Mills Coffee Roasters. Click right through to the link. It's Mills 
coffeeroasting.com. Proud sponsors at the website, depetro.com. If you're like me and you're praying for the precedent, make sure you also click on Just Angels, Gifts from the Heart. It's right at the website, justangelsonline.com. They have, um, it's right on the website, depetro.com. Beautiful custom religious items, remembrance gifts, hundreds of other products, all perfect for all occasions. It's justangelsonline.com. So next week, we're going to have to wait to see exactly what happens in regards to the presidential debate. Now, the president is feeling better, seeming better. He needs another debate. I think um, another debate uh, would really put them in motion. And now we have to wait to see uh, whether or not they'll grant it. Now, the Biden people are saying they'll do it. But they want to make sure that the president is COVID free. So that is something to watch for. Well, folks, the temperature, remember, is uh, really dropping this heating season. Pick up the phone and call Henry Oil. Call them today. Switch to Henry Oil. 401-521-0200. Remember, Henry Oil, lock and cap pricing, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. It's Henry Oil, 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery since nineteen forty seven, and online at henryoil.com. Uh, I I certainly hope the president continues to feel better. I think they need another debate. And again, last night this is a second time moderator. I think the moderator let uh, vice presidential candidate Senator Kamala Harris off the hook, not answering questions. And we know what happened with Biden. What I'm saying is, I think. The president and the vice president, they really need to explain. Don't ex- Here's my thing like with Mike, Mike, Mike Pence last night. Don't assume people know what Green New Deal means. I think it truly needs to be explained how expensive it is, how extreme it is, how unnecessary it is, the amount of money it would cost, and what there's no way that, that the country would be able to pay for it. Of course, there would be an increase in taxes. I am surprised that the moderator again was just silent like a potted plant as Mike Pence was really nailing her down last night on the tax plan. He was right. They do want to do that. And I think also one of the most ridiculous moments of the night was Kamala Harris saying, I would take a vac- uh, vaccine if Dr. Fauci had it, but not Dr. President. That is the ultimate Trump derange syndrome. You're listening to the John DePietro show. <laughs> 